Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Breakfast on SEN. Yes, it is, and it's great to have you on board on this Monday morning. Hope you had a good weekend. The weather was okay. A bit dicey on the Saturday. Uh, glorious yesterday, at least in uh, in Melbourne town, Kane. Kane Corns with me, Sam Edmund. The McCafe menu today. Ken Peace is going to join us in the studio to talk all things cricket, and he's mighty good at that. Scotty Sunderland is a former professional cyclist, now race director of races all around the globe. He takes charge of the Cadellavans Great Ocean Road Race later this month. BP, after day one of the Australian Open, questions without notice as well. And we are powered by Kubota. You can take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors, and land pride attachments. You want to talk some footy there, Kane? I do. I got I got a lot of footy that uh, I, I want to talk about, but just, just quickly the update on Sam Mitchell. Oh. Is there, is, I, I saw that he was he was back. The Channel Seven cameras in Melbourne had him at the airport, and speaking about the experience, he said he's not quite ready to share everything that mm. that happened. But it was a couple of rough days there for for him and clearly his family and his wife looking after three kids in, in a foreign city, and he's going to ease his way back into work, but he feels pretty comfortable yeah. with where the players are at and how the program is tracking. But, uh, yeah, a nasty one, but good to see he's back. Is there anything further you can add? So he'll be back at the club today, not on the track. It will only be, in fact, he'll only be in um, very rarely this week, just a few hours indoors today, I'm told, so very much easing back into it. But back in the country, as you say, after the trip from hell, and we can tell you, Kane, that this trip got worse before Worse. he returned home to Melbourne yeah. as well. Out of the aside from spending seven nights either side of Christmas Day in hospital in New York with uh, pneumonia, was disastrous with his wife and his three kids. Um, but after leaving New York, the family, the Mitchell family, were in Los Angeles, and we can tell you that unbelievably, the Mitchell family had some luggage stolen. What police say was uh, might have been a suspected, carefully planned robbery, almost a, a targeted. Uh, burglary. Some electronic stuff was taken, the typical stuff, but also Sam's passport was taken as well and maybe a couple of other passports in the family were taken as well. So this is on the day I believe they were due to fly back to Melbourne as well. So all sorts of carnage around missing passports. How are they going to get back? Now the police incredibly were able to get it back on the same day. So when the next piece of bad luck happened, a delayed flight, but in the end, the delayed flight helped them because I'm told it was a pretty wild wow. sort of trip to the airport to make the flight. It was delayed. By the time they got all their passports and all their belongings uh, back from the, from the robbery. So understandably, some very stressful moments. So by the time he did land in Melbourne, he would have been like, we're never what a, what a, what write a poor bugger. From this trip. Poor bugger. So uh, the luggage was stolen from the airport. No, I believe they weren't at the airport. They were out of the airport. I think they'd even uh, might have even got a car and I might like have spent a day yeah, in okay. Los Angeles, you know, uh, before coming home. And it was in that small period of time 
that he's managed to get his passport stolen, among other valuables as well. So just incredible. The poor bugger, the, the family have been through hell. Nothing frightens me more than uh, losing a passport. Let's have a listen to Sam Mitchell at the airport yesterday after he landed home. Thank goodness. Feeling okay. Feeling better. Uh, it's a long flight, so not getting me at my best, but uh, no, recovering. Feeling better. The story will come out in you know due course. Probably not ready to quite talk about it yet, but it was a few, few rough days. A rough and a few days in hospital and. Um, my wife and um, she's juggling three kids in a hotel in a foreign city and me being in hospital, I think it was seven nights in the end. So um, you know, I was really, a lot of really good people helped. The medical system was fantastic over there. And, um, you know, fortunate to be home and pleased to be home. Start to recover now and see how I, see how I come down after this flight and make sure I'm feeling okay and uh, get back to work eventually. But no rush, I'm really happy with how the boys have come back. and. Um, obviously getting regular reports, so no, feeling OK. So that was Sam Mitchell, uh, 7 News, that audio, thanks to them. He'll be at the club today, and he would have got that update over there just while we're speaking about injury shortly on Will Day, of course, and that uh, nasty foot injury as well. So all in all, just a catastrophic holiday for, yep. for Sam Mitchell, unfortunately. Uh, we're going to see some headlines surrounding pre-season training in the next, well, every day, really. We're going we're gonna to see headlines. I noticed that the Herald Sun got sucked in. Over the weekend. Two. <laughs> this is the headline. Jake Stringer burned up the track in a promising preseason outing. Now, what did we discuss last week about Cam Zerha and the fact that nothing motivates a player more than being out of contract? Don't get sucked in into any Jake Stringer hype. Uh, this preseason, remember what happened last time he was out of contract? 2021. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where he told us that he lost... A staggering seven kilograms. He revealed that himself, AFL. Uh, and he had a great year. Uh, averaged nearly 17 touches and kicked 41 goals for the year. Got himself a three-year contract mm. extension. And then we haven't seen him for three years. And now all of a sudden he's out of contract. He's burning up the track. I did love the fact that uh, Brad Scott had him in the in the B team from as, as what I, I could have read. But the last thing Essendon needs to do is get sucked into this hype. And one-year contracts forever. For Jake, can we yeah. just can we just say that as a motivating factor? Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. And and but clearly though, just to to play the other side of it, there is a story this time every year, multiple ones every, on Jake every Stringer, year. on Jake every Stringer year. himself though. He's a magnet for he his body is discussed perhaps while we're on this topic more than any other player's physique. Is he mm. too heavy? Is he too light? Look what the weight he's lost. Look at this. Look at that. Is he out mm. of shape? For some reason, we zero in on this man. More than any other player well, out because there. Because I think the upside is so great. Massive. Like yeah. how important he is. Champion data in that 2021 year had him as the number one ranked player in the league. Like with what he did and how important he was. We've seen him win games of his own boot. And then mm. we've seen him not touch it in, in a whole month of football. So that that's the real frustration. So my, my point would be, and I'm not, I'm not picking on him. I just don't understand why you need that as a motivating factor like why wh where is the self drive why does he why does it need that and the contract status to be such a motivating factor clearly for him we've seen it time and time again so I mean he's a perfect example of someone that you'd have hungry and, yeah. and staying on these one year deals and nothing and you wouldn't even consider speaking about his contract until sort of August I wouldn't if I, I was the bombers but I'd just be I'd be frustrated if I was a bombers fan of um, you know why it gets to this point each and every time he, he's out of contract. And I was listening to a, uh, a podcast yesterday, uh, the Bill Simmons podcast, and they were speaking about the NBA and the fact that the NBA had scheduled 
the old school great teams in the marquee slots. Um, so the Golden State Warriors with with Steph Curry and and clearly the Lakers with LeBron, high drawing audience. They put them in the marquee spots, but their performance hasn't delivered on on that, and they're actually not great to watch anymore. Mm. The Golden State are really struggling, and uh, as are the Lakers. And they're talking about how it's moved on, like how that we want to watch. They're talking about OKC, the young OKC, which Josh Giddy's involved in the Australian. They're young. They play fast. They're the, the, one of the, the best teams in the competition. I wonder whether it's got to that point, and I wanted to ask you the question of who are you excited to watch this year? Like, f- for me, it's not – I mean, Richmond will always get the marquee slots, but it's not Richmond anymore. Like, mm. I don't want to watch Kaczynski and, and Samson Ryan in the forward line and, and McIntosh on the wing and mm. a banged up there on Prestia and, and Jacob Holt. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch the Giants. Like, I'm really excited to watch. I, I love watching Adelaide play. I think the way that they play. So when you look at the schedule and the fixture, have we rewarded those younger teams and, and who has the biggest upside and who who we want to watch enough this year? Yeah, because there's an element of crystal balling with this, with the AFL. You know, they, they take what easy. they see from 2023 and they try to predict the future. And I think we're pretty good at that as an industry. Who do fact, you like watching? Uh, all those sides you mentioned, I think Hawthorne had some real moments yeah. this year. That slingshot game will always appeal. I, I just love, it's not new, of course. I just love watching Collingwood play and the way they yeah. play. It's an yeah. un, un uh, just a faith in the system. Do you that, like watching your team play? Yeah, well, I think we park our own team because, well, unless is anyone out there who wouldn't like watching their own team? I suppose no, they would. I, I'm, I'm more um, specifically talking about the Blues. Like, so yeah, I'll, the question is, yes. who other than I, your I think, team are you most keen to watch this year? I'm really keen to watch the Blues. Like, I, I think really Carlton are an exciting brand. Enjoy yeah. watching. Watching the Blues, but have have we moved on? And is it as as exciting to watch Geelong play anymore? For for me, it's not. Their midfield is is old and and slow. And if Jeremy Cameron doesn't get you, like, who are you excited mm. to watch for the Cats? And a bit of Melbourne as well. Like Melbourne frustrate me a little bit oh, to yeah. watch. So have we got to a point where we're going to move on from? speaking a lot about those big marquee successful teams of yesteryear and going to a new era where we're watching the Giants. We love that. And Adelaide. And I don't know where I stand on, on the Western Bulldogs. Oh, that's a jaded. The, I yeah, love the a, talent on yeah. their list. But, I used to love watching them play too. Yeah. The, the happy handball club and everything from the 2016, 2017. And, and even their grand final loss to Melbourne. But now it just feels like it needs a real refresher, doesn't it? They need something else to... And I'm speaking purely from a popcorn point of view. Mm, Am mm. I willing to sit down and and be absorbed by it. I think Sydney as well play an exciting brand as well when they get the pill and go through the middle of the SCG. They can be exciting to watch as well. Um, and, and Brisbane always prioritise goals also. So, I mean... I, I love I, watching Brisbane. All right, one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Other than your team, who do you want to watch? Uh, and is it time that the AFL sort of culture of putting the big Victorian teams that have had success in those marquee slots moves on uh, a little bit? Jacob Weider. Yeah. Is, is this the one, like, I don't know if I said it out loud, but every year there's one at Carlton, funnily enough. There is always every one. Every year. Every year without fail. I'm not sure if I said it on air or I thought it or we said it privately or I was speaking to someone else, but I said, hold, don't hold your breath. There will be one. And <laughs> you said it like, you, well, you were so frustrated last year. There will be Sam one. Sam Walsh had the, the rod in his oh. back and he's had ankle stuff. Zach Williams. I mean, it, there is one every time, I'm telling you. And this time it's Jacob Weidering's turn, so it's a calf tear and a real nasty one. They're saying... Two months. So that puts round one in serious jeopardy. As we said, it's this time of year where you just cross everything as a supporter mm. of your own team. They just get through. And I reckon Jacob Wiedering, 
absolutely fits into that basket of player you'd least afford to lo- want to lose. I reckon he's probably he's probably he'd have one. to be. I think he's at at Carlton. He's probably one now. He's not their best. I reckon he's, he's not one their of best two player. I reckon he's one or two. I reckon it's him and Charlie Kerner. Kerner. Yeah, I still think you can you can almost more cover for Kerno than you can for Weedering. Reigning best and fairest winner is so important to the way they set up, and there's not a lot of depth at the Blues for that for that position. Key back, so the, no. The one at your club you can ill afford to lose. Oh. We we mentioned Callum Mills at at Sydney, and when we did our hold me to it segment. Oh, Last boy. year, I said that uh, Sydney can't win the premiership without Mills. Can Carlton win the premiership without Weedering? I know it's only a calf injury. And no, back, I don't, I don't think so. No. no. I don't know I, if they I, can either. If this happened in August, you'd be really worried. I don't, I don't think so. No. It's almost the Nathan, must be the Nathan Lyon real pop of the calf where you can hardly. He's given it a good rip. calf injuries that are usually four weeks. This is this is a real bad one. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed for, for your club, but Will Day, a nasty one at. Yep. Add the Hawks and now Jacob Weedering. We'll see a few more throughout the preseason. It's a high-risk time where players are, are fit. They're running at full velocity and the grounds are really hard. You often see a lot of knee injuries at this time of year. So yep. fingers crossed. But the the, cl- the player your club can ill afford to lose, 4 A lot of people texting. Carlton's a very exciting team to watch for good and bad reasons. When yeah. it's good, it's over the top. It's pure Hollywood. And when it's bad, as we know, the world is ending and um, and they can get volatile, the Navy Blue supporter base. So who has you sitting down on the beanbag or on the couch getting the popcorn out? Teams other than your own. Annie's over in uh, your part of the world, Kane, over there in lovely SA. How are you, Annie? Good morning, boys. Good morning, Kane. Happy New Year and happy and birthday to you too. And hey, uh, who are you voting to get on the board? Is it Bruce <laughs> Abernathy or is it Warren Treadray? Um, Kane, that's a very hard question at this time in the morning. Um, I'm not sure at this stage because obviously I will be voting. Um, but to me, Kathy Nagel's not done anything wrong. So, no, I agree, and yeah. I know, yeah, and I know her. So, um. Yeah, not entirely sure at this stage. Does that okay. answer your question? Not, not really. You're on the fence, but but that's okay. Uh, what did you ring up to talk about? Oh, I just I'm ringing up. Obviously, I love watching my Port Boys play. Um, but as far as other teams go, um, I absolutely love Collingwood because they're my other team. If you if I'm allowed to have another team, and um, GWS. Uh, definitely, mm. um, I love watching them. And as far as look out for season twenty twenty four, your boy the Hornet, look out. He's gonna. I reckon he's gonna explode this year. Mm. As will my boy Peps, who is um, obviously part of the leadership group, and he's just going from um, strength to strength. So I cannot wait for the season to start. Not far Good away. And, and I'm not, not sure, Annie, as a Port Adelaide supporter, I'm not sure if you are allowed to have Collingwood as your second team. You'd be one of one there, I reckon. Yeah, That's I reckon extraordinary it, it confession. Be. Maybe it's the black and, black and white, <laughs> but that's a very, very rare case. Um, what about Port? You like watching them? I like watching Port. Yeah, I like yeah. watching Port Adelaide play. I love that midfield. How can you not be excited by that? I love, I think, not that I love their method so much, although I might this year. I'm really looking forward, and I reckon there'll be a widespread curiosity about, obviously, what Gold Coast can achieve this year mm-hmm. with the coach coming in. And will this finally be the year they break through and play finals football, or do they just miss out and take a heap of scalps along the way? I think there'll be a great watch as well. Uh, Jeff's in Manor Lakes. How are you, Jeffrey? G'day, guys. Uh, 82 kilos. 
On you, Jeff. Um, I'm going to I'm going to throw a, a left field one here for Geelong. <laughs> yeah, everyone says Jeremy Cameron and um, you know, uh, Stewart, oh, yeah. but the one I think that Geelong has really missed over the last few years is Jack Henry. You have a look at the stats when he's inside. We win more than we lose. He wasn't in the side at the start of the year. We lost four, the first four games. Mm. He wasn't in the side at the end of the year. We lost the last four games. Mm. He, is, he is rock solid in defence, and he just helps shore up our defence, and we can move him forward. So he's the one that we need to have a full season of to give us any chance of being right up there at the end. Yeah, left field one from Jeff. So we yeah. asked the question off the back of Jacob Wiedering being injured, who's the player you can ill afford to lose? And, and Jeff said, no, it's not Jeremy Cameron. It's not Tom Stewart. It's not Dangerfield. It's Jack Henry. Mm, that is an interesting one. He's but done the numbers on that. If you follow your side super closely, then, yeah, I'll always take that opinion on board. Morning, Sam and Kmo. I'm an Essendon supporter. I hate watching my team play. <laughs> Substandard <laughs> football, Stephen Achuka. Uh, Darcy Richmond has rightly been relegated to mainly Sundays. We're off Broadway now which is fair enough. Uh, so keep some of those texts coming through. Actually, just on Jack Henry and his ability to play at either end, I wanted to talk to you on the other side of the break about what some track watchers have observed with Noah Bolter at Richmond, because I think Where we, is he gonna play? we might Can be about to see a long-standing role change there. We will see. Adam Uze might have something off up his sleeve there. We'll, We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, keep your texts coming through. Like this one from Paul as we get to the break. Kane, Djokovic was stubborn last night before he started coming to the net and forcing more errors. Paul from Q, 61 kilos. Good on you, Paul. Uh, nice and slim from you this morning at 170 centimetres. Uh, SEM Breakfast powered by Kubota. Take on any job with Kubota's mowers, tractors and land pride attachments. More to come on the other side. Get involved. Breakfast on SEM. Oh, Kane, you can feel it, can't you? I know the Australian Open's just kicked off, and normally the end of the Australian Open signals the real ramp-up of the footy um, year, campaign, season, but, gee, the appetite, the anticipation for it off the 40 Wings temper, 04 double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. They are hungry. They are absolutely up for this. Joe, love watching the Giants. Re my dogs, very much looking forward to Jamara, Darcy, Norton, Waitman, and, and Riley, the Colonel Sanders, taking the comp by a storm this year. Hopefully the new coaching regime will tweak the game plan. Uh, another Bombers fan here. I also hate watching my side, but this year is going to be an exciting watch for everyone as it's either going to end in a drought-breaking win uh, or absolute disaster, which the media and opposition will love more. <laughs> One are a coxie. One or the other it's going to be. So they, they in the NBA, they have the league pass where you can flick around. Oh, yes. And Who would you subscribe what, to? You could choose whatever game you want. Who's of the AFL teams? Who's number one other than your own team on your league pass rankings? At one, I think I'd take the Blues at one. Yep. They're Jared's guilty, guilty pleasure. Uh, yeah, just because it's either going to be very, very good or very, very bad. There's no gray. There's yeah, no in between. Sure. I'm not sure the doubts. I've got full faith. I know there's a long history as to why the doubts are there, but this is a different side. Um, Jacob Wiedering ripping his calf for eight weeks doesn't help. Nope. But uh, a lot of confidence. The, in the dogs him. maybe as well. I wouldn't mind subscribing to that yeah. one. Um, Ray, uh, Ray's in Florida. He's called in all the way from uh, sunny Florida. Hey, Ray, how are you? I'm great, mate. I'm uh, calling from Vero Beach in Florida. 
and I'm 56 pounds, so you can work that out at 73 years old. All right, while you talk, Ray, I'll just do the equation. Okay. So I reckon Melbourne are an exciting team. You get the ball down to the forward line. You've got Jacob Van Ruin, and the whole crowd goes up Roo, when it goes anywhere near him. You get Cosy Pickett flicking around there, doing about four or five miracles every season in the forward line. So that's exciting. And who would Melbourne uh, lose or, or, or miss the most if they were often injured? Got to be the captain, Max. Yeah, I agree with that, Ray. What are you yeah, doing over there? What are you doing over there, Stateside? Ray? What am I doing Stateside? I'm just sort of cruising around, playing pickleball, tendon bowling, walking the beaches, surfing the beaches, you know, all that sort of stuff. Oh. Tell me about pickleball, the fastest growing sport in the world. I'm fascinated by it. It's an excellent game to play. It's taken over the US, hasn't it, Ray? It sure has. I think it's been year on year for the last three years, the fastest growing sport here. And um, it's similar to tennis in a way, maybe similar to badminton, um, Mm. a smaller court than tennis court. Uh, You play doubles, you play singles. You use a paddle, which is a small flat bat. Uh, You use um, a plastic ball with holes in it, they call a um, similar to a wiffle ball, is a pickle ball. And you play... You know, up to 11 points, you know, win a point if you're serving. Uh, partners, teams, mixed doubles, guys playing. Started off as an older people's game, but now the kids are learning it at school and everything. It's, it's, it's really taken off. Good on you, Ray. Appreciate you joining us at 70 kilos as well from over there in Florida. You're, you're a good man, and uh, call again. Okay, I will. There's Ray. There's some fit people calling up this yes, morning. Yes, all lean. A lot of leanies calling in, yeah. which is fine. Hey, we'll take the heavy set people too. They came. We don't discriminate here, of course. Now, Richmond, Noah Bolter. He's uh, he's a big unit. Uh, just a few people who have been down that way have observed, and we saw this a couple of years ago. He started 2022 in this role. Now, this is playing forward. Now, it didn't stick in 2022. Might not stick this time, but I wonder... With a new coach coming in, whether Adam Uze has seen something he's willing to stick with, uh, he's been training as a forward anyway for the large part of the preseason, if not all of it. So will they bed him down in the front half? Uh, we know he's pinched hit from time to time in the forward line as well. And as we say, it looked like he was going to start there in 2022. But I wonder if this is the year. So, you know, um, Jack Rewalt moves on. Um, Tom Lynch has some doubts over his fitness. I know they got Samson Ryan there. Uh, they brought Jacob Kuzitsky across from Hawthorne as well. But could they also stuff Noah Bolter in there for a potential matchup nightmare, nightmare for the opposition? Well, you could. Um, can play at both ends. I, I like him back. It will depend on Gibkus. Like, he's, is he a big worry or what, Gibkus? Like, we all really like the pick. Mm. And what we saw early days, but he just hasn't been able to get right and, and really serious issues already for a young man with a hamstring isn't great. Is Bolter just going to play there until Tom Lynch gets back? I mean, Tom Lynch has, I think, just started running very slow laps on grass and uh, had surgery in July and, and that is not progressing anywhere near as fast as what it should. So is it a stopgap until he comes back? Or are they not confident in Kaczynski and Ryan? I don't know. I, mm. There's questions everywhere no, for Richmond. There's so many holes in, in the list, and and I get it. And, and Richmond fans hate it when I talk about it. This is the price you pay for success and the price you pay when you um, give up a lot at the draft table and you can't replenish your, your, your talent with younger players through the draft, which is the best way to do it. But Bolter's, you know, I think he's important for them behind the ball. That's where I'd have him. Mm. 
Um, but maybe they're just doing this until Tom Lynch is, is sound and, and hopefully he can get sound at some point in the second third of the year. And ditto for Josh Gibkiss because the talent is there and a lot of people are excited about uh, his future and his potential. So hopefully he can get his body right. He did go to Qatar. That's that's the new Munich, by the way, Qatar. You go to Qatar if you want to get your body right. What a great right sign, is it, when you're a second-year player with a hamstring injury mm. that's forcing you to Qatar? try and get it fixed it couldn't fix it in australia obviously not no i guess well i guess when you've got an issue like this you want to get world's best practice and if you can do it and you've got the means then you just go don't you and you try to get to the bottom of it straight away i suppose but um, pretty smart people in australia though. oh there are of course there are and i'm no expert on this front uh kane and um yeah maybe maybe he could have maybe they did maybe they exhausted all other options but uh, anyway they've gone over to the Aspatar orthopedic and sports medicine hospital over there in, in in the middle east that was last october so hopefully that does the trick for Josh Gibkiss, just at 20 years of age. Uh, we need to get to the newsroom. Uh, Lachlan in Ocean Grove, another disgruntled bomber who doesn't watch their team. Give me Collingwood every day of the week. What are we hearing at the moment, Kane? Mm. But if you're going to pay your hard earned and subscribe to a, a club's channel for the year, who's it going to be? It's important the way you play, isn't it? Like it, it does say a lot about your team and your confidence in it. There's there's the right way to play. Or and we've got... if Essendon were winning while playing like this, would, would people would, then would be on care? board? I, That's I the thing about Melbourne. So Melbourne win enough of their games, but um, I just don't really enjoy the style of play that they play. It's hard work, isn't it, it appears. Yeah. All right, news update. Nathan, uh, Nathan's in the newsroom. He's got the headlines. Time for us to grab a McCafe coffee.